1: Well, this is Prime Time of Money FM eighty nine point three. It's time for Spot On, where we collaborate with our St Sports Desk podcast, a game of uh, two halves. Well, I'm Bernard Lim, and with me are my colleagues from the Straits Times, Assistant Sports Editor uh, Rohit Brechna, uh, and Sports Correspondent David Lee. Hello, gentlemen. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Bennett. Hey, good to be here. <laughs> well, today in the, in the first half of the show, we're going to lay down the ground rules, and we're going to talk about discipline at home and the international football friends as well. Now, last week, national Nash- Defender Shakir Hamza was uh, Dropped by the national football coach uh, Tetsuma Yoshida for a friendly Against uh, Qatar and tomorrow's World Cup qualifier against Yemen as well for, for missing a training session earlier And this is around the same time When the England manager Gareth Southgate dropped Raheem Sterling uh, For picking a fight with international teammate Joe Gomez during training So David, what are your, what are your thoughts About both decisions, both discipline Decisions
0: Right, I think uh, Yoshida and Southgate got him spot on. Now, I'm I'm willing to give Shake the benefit of the doubt, you know, he missed the training session, he might have had a valid reason. But the issue here is, is not communicating with the team officials why he needed time off mm-hmm. uh, and taking matter in, into his own hands. Similarly for Sterling, you know, I I read a commentary that felt he's being punished and publicly castigated by the England team for being emotional, you know, uh, when when he tried to pick a fight with Joe Gomez. Mm-hmm but i don't think so you know his his fault was not being emotional if sterling had shown you know the the passion and emotion during the the liverpool and man city game mm-hmm. that could have passed as acceptable but this was a couple of days later picking on picking a fight with with someone who is now your international teammate mm-hmm. you know so in both situations what would the players think, you know, if, if the incidents were swept under the carpet, mm. you know, that that it is okay to take matter into your own hands and and act willfully? Surely that must not be the case. So I I thought both Yoshida and Southgate made. Big calls, but the right decisions.
1: Well, I first read the story I, I, about Sterling and and Gomez. I, I also thought about the Liverpool Man City rivalry. I thought yes. because they're, they're always they're all competing very closely. You know, especially that that the weekend game that we saw.
0: Exactly.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that you know we are living in uh, generations of player power. Mm. I mean, mm. players are so big; it's unbelievable. And I feel that, you know, if you want to manage a team, you've got to draw a line. And I I think that, you know, discipline is a non-negotiable thing. Yeah, passion is fine and emotion and all these things that we keep saying. But I think that discipline is key. You know, the same rule has to apply to to everybody. It's the only way you're going to have order in a team. And especially for teams, and, And I would... Looking at, you know, the Singapore team or whatever, teams which are not particularly, let's say, great or don't have that many great players or Mm -hmm. whatever, then you've got to be even probably more disciplined. You've Mm -hmm. got to do everything, all the small things really well to Mm -hmm. make a big impact. Right. So I think that's really important. I also think generally. I mean, I feel that finding for me is a good thing, mm. you know, because I think like finding sometimes in some places finding hurts more mm. in the other places. A yeah. on, so it depends on place it's, to place. You the know, rich players I think maybe hurts. in England a fine means nothing. Yeah, that's maybe true. in Singapore a fine would mean be something. Bit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so look, we don't want to be overly harsh or whatever, but you got to make a point. And I think that a coach, you know, coaches are you know players all over the world. You know, players want you know, they get upset with a the coach. They want to to move him, to start whining. But you gotta give the coach the authority to lose. Sort
0: I, of I think Rohit. it's it's interesting that Rohit brought up the the, the matter of fines. Mm-hmm. You know, in the same week as these two incidents happened, you know, in the same week we saw a list of fines uh, from Chelsea Football Club circulating on social media. You know, mm-hmm. the fines range from five hundred pounds for every minute you, that you're late for team meetings to twenty thousand pounds <laughs> wow. for, for being late for the start of training. Twenty thousand pounds. You know, that wow. that's a fortune to us, but you know, probably lose change to to the players. I think what these shows. is is, is that disciplinary issues exist not just in, in amateur teams, you know, or, or lower-ranked teams, mm. but also at world-class professional clubs. If not, why would there be a need to have this list endorsed by the Chelsea manager, Frank Frank Lampard, right? Mm. So, mm. i
1: create theory what you guys said, you so we all agree that exceptions should not be made.
2: Yeah, I mean... You know, <laughs> it's a tough one, eh? so somebody, somebody, I think you could, so, say somebody suddenly, you know, his wife is not expected to have a baby, his wife suddenly has a baby, he can't make it for practice, Is one thing, you know? Right. Right. But you can communicate, right? Right. Things happen. Sometimes people can't make it to practice. Something goes wrong. Your mm-hmm. car breaks down. All sorts of things are possible, right? Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, you live in a modern world. You have a phone. You know, you you can communicate. You have to... Do Part of discipline is showing respect for your teammates. You know? I remember right. a cricket captain of India once telling me that, that the guy who came late for bus for the bus in the morning. Right. He's showing disrespect to his team. Right. That's what he's doing. He's making everybody else wait. Right. And that's not fair. So maybe you can't have a proper practice because one guy is missing in defense or an attack. Mm-hmm. So I think that's also a way to look at it. And I like teams who have leadership groups, mm-hmm. wherein the players themselves find other players. And, you know, so, you, you know, they, they 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 put the discipline in place themselves. You know, and the coach says, what do you want? And they say, look, this
0: is the type of system we want. Mm-hmm. I like that because that's taking ownership of your team. Yeah, mm-hmm. But some some people would say that, you know, exceptions should be made for exceptional players. <laughs> I think of the example of how Sir Alex Ferguson li- used to give plenty of leeway to players like Eric Cantona and Cristiano Ronaldo, mm-hmm. and they repaid him by leading the teams to to so many trophies. Mm-hmm. But I just feel, you know, there's this this danger of of upsetting the the dressing room with the double standards. Mm-hmm. Players should be counselled, not condemned right away. But mm-hmm. you know, like Rohit said, discipline. And Dakarom must be the pillars of any team that wants to be successful. Yeah, but I think
2: Alex Ferguson, I remember once with Cantona was wearing the wrong clothes at a function Mm -hmm. and he didn't say anything to him. But I'm sure even with Cantona, there was a line that, you know, he'd go this far with him and maybe not that far or Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, that's an old thing, you know. Do you, would you make an exception for Lionel Messi? you would say probably (laughs) here and there, but as long as it didn't become a pattern. Right. Because if it becomes, you know, if Messi's late once, you might say, okay, man, (laughs) or you might let him go. But if he did it five, ten times, then of course he's just ruining the team culture.
1: Well, you're listening to uh Spot on here, Money FM eighty nine point three, together with the Straits Times, a game of two halves of podcasts. You can listen to us live right here, Money FM eighty nine point three at from five fifteen p.m. on Monday, or you can subscribe to a game of two halves on the Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And like us and give us a rating as well. Now back to the second half of our conversation with our ST Sports uh, podcasters. We're well, over in London, big news yesterday. Stefanos Tsitsipas won the ATP Finals in London after beating Dominic Thiem 6-7, 6-2, 7-6. Rohit, you are a big tennis fair. How important is this victory for Tsitsipas?
2: Yeah, I think, I think really, really big. I think he's, uh, he's, he's, he's very young. Uh, you don't uh, usually nowadays find players... So young, doing great things. Uh, he's 21, which is really young in tennis. I mean, I mm-hmm. think the days of Boris Becker at 17 winning stuff have all gone because mm-hmm. physically, I don't think players are going to be ready as teenagers mm-hmm. for the hard grind of, of, of what modern tennis is. So I think it's a huge... I think all players want to do, you know, there are stages you have to go through. You know, you have to win certain levels of tournaments. You need to beat certain types of players, you know. So, I think he did a couple of things at this tournament. You know, first is, of course, he won it. So, it's the biggest tournament that he's ever won. Mm -hmm. So, at a big stage, you need to show that you have the nerve to do it. And I think that's very important. He beat Federer, which I thought was very important because Federer is an emotional favourite everywhere he goes. So, mm. sometimes you're not just beating Federer, you're beating the legend, mm. you're beating the crowd, you're beating the occasion, you're doing all those things. So, that's also an examination. Mm-hmm. And I think he did all those things well. And these young guys, I think what I find fascinating about them is the team and uh, and Pass, for example, in the final my God, they just hit the ball, you know, they're they're not hitting it. They're like murdering it, you know. (laughs) They have no... They're not hesitant at all, you know. They just go for it, you Mm. know. And I think when you play at that level of high risk sometimes... You can make a lot of errors at times but but at times when it works it is phenomenal to watch. And the speed and I think what happened you can make out when pass was playing Federer in the semis that he was just operating in a slightly different speed mm. than Federer and to be fair Federer is 17 years older than okay. him. Yeah. So I think it showed a little bit Okay Well, you mentioned uh,
1: uh, a team as well So obviously a uh, team and Pass were battling out in the finals and in fact none of the big three I mean here I'm talking about Federer, uh, Djokovic and Nadal made it into the finals So so is that an ominous uh, sign for
2: for 2020 <laughs> So I think it's a very exciting sign for right. 2020. I right. mean one of the things is that you know there's uh, in sport you want the romance of the old guys you know who've been hanging on and you yet you want renewal. So you want these two things all at once. I think the old guys won all the majors this year, right? You know, two to Djokovic, two to Nadal, right? Uh, Six out of the eight finalists in the Grand Slams were the old guys. So the old guys still rule the game, but you can see these young guys slowly making inroads into the game. Mm -hmm. You know, that I mean, Thiem beat Djokovic in London, Sissipas beat Federer, Zverev beat Nadal. Mm. So there are these wins coming up slowly you know, obviously, you need to do it at the Grand Slam. So, th- I'm actually... I was writing my column. I'm saying that I want to just fast-forward through December and go straight to January in the Australian <laughs> Open because it's going to be fantastic. Right. Because eventually... Okay, so Federer is different because Federer is 38. So, he definitely is... You can see his game flickers. You know, it comes to life and mm. then you know it sort of gets. It's a little subdued. So I think Federer is finding having a bit of a consistency problem. Nadal's issue is always his body. I mean, when his body is okay, he he he's, he's brilliant. Djokovic at the moment is a bit of an enigma. So you have these three old guys who are who have won I think 55 Grand Slams between them, and you have mm. these young guys who have zero.
1: Mm.
2: So it's basically, it's four young guys: mm. Medvedev. Uh, Zverev team and Sissipas yeah. against so four against three pensioners, <laughs> which sounds like a fair fight. Okay, <laughs> okay because those three guys are so good. Yeah. Right, so, so I think it's going to be an unbelievable year.
1: Right. And do do you th- do you say that the game is is in good hands going forward?
2: I think the g- the the game first has to change hands. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say that those guys have the game yet, the young guys. But mm. I think that they are very exciting. Mm. Right. It's. Almost impossible to compare them to Federer, Nadal and Djokovic because Mm -hmm. they are the greatest generation in tennis by such a large margin that Mm -hmm. it's almost ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Though there was a generation of the Australians in the 1950s who were also fantastic. But I think you've got to take people... You know, for who they are. Mm. And, you know, uh what's interesting for me is that all these guys are European. You know, uh, Medvedev is from Russia. Mm. Zverev is from Germany. uh Thiem is from Austria. Cisipas and Sisypah is from Greek. Yeah. And I'm thinking, does any other continent play tennis? <laughs> because, because, <laughs> because, you know, these other three guys are also right. uh, European. You know, Federer, right. Nadal and Djokovic. So, it's just like a intra-European tussle (laughs) going on at the moment.
1: Okay, very quickly, let's squeeze in our very last question for today. On world-class action, the uh, Seamaster T2 Diamond Tournament takes place at our Tampani's Hub uh, from Thursday to Sunday this week, featuring the world's top table tennis players. Very quickly, tell us, why should fans uh, turn up for this event?
0: Okay, because it's not every day that you you get you know all these world-class paddlers turning up on on your shores, showcasing their abilities uh, in the flesh. You get to watch them in the flesh, mm-hmm. and and these are players in the world's top ten. You know we have mm-hmm. you you talk about generations in in tennis. The, these are the legendary table tennis players from China, players like Ma Long, Shi Sing you know Ding Ning, mm-hmm. it, and and even you know the, the next generation of of wonder kids from Japan and, and even Taiwan, such as Mima Ito, Miu Hirano, Tomakatsu, Harimoto, and Li Yunji. You don't have to wait until. Next year's Olympics to, to watch them You know They, they are turning up At Tampanese. You know how, how, how more convenient Do you do you want them uh, to, 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 to make it for you And if I can
2: make A quick point I really believe That if we have to Build a sports culture Here in Singapore mm-hmm. We've got to go And watch sport mm. You know Just wander down To these places They're not always Expensive to watch Or anything like that mm. Cheerful people And live sport Seen from close up has as different energy and beauty to it you know? than watching it on the television. Absolutely, it, yeah. no question about it. Right, yeah.
0: and, and also a shout out to our very own uh, players, you know, Feng Tianwei, you know, you and Clarence Chu are also featured in this tournament. So, you know, it's the school holidays. Parents who want their children to pick up a sport, you know, even to learn some of its positive values, should should definitely head down to watch the T2 Diamond tournament. Yeah, nothing like giving local
2: players, you know, your support. You know, they people always play better when they have support. You know, it's the best gift you can give a player is presence, is your presence. Wow. Well
1: said, Rohit. Well said. There goes the final whistle for our sports discussion this week. We hope you really enjoyed listening to us. Thank you very much, Rohit uh, uh, and also uh, David Lee. Thank you for coming into the studio today. Thanks, yeah, brother. Good to be here.
0: That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts, or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcastsbh.com.sg. At you can also check out more podcasts on various topics at the Straits Times and the Business Times online.